Jen, it's been it's been a while. It's been all of a day. Can I ask you, please, double click this long boy? Please, just a click clack, a click clack. Just real quick. Pressure on it twice, not once. Excuse me. I was thinking back on it. We were, I think we were, uh, we were told about this song. We were told about this song quite some time ago. I think somebody brought it up. It was brought up in another episode. Fuck, 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 fuck. God damn it. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever felt this fucking dirty about doing a song. This one's, this one just goes above and beyond. Just let's, a mark. Just give me the words. I don't even have it up. <laughs> I'm I'm so I'm so outside of flabbergasted. I'm just <laughs> his 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 flabber has been gasted. It really has. Welcome to Lyrics to Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. And to be honest with you, these haven't really dodged public ridicule. God, but it's crazy to say they've been brought up all the time, and I'm kind of shocked that we're getting to it now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, as far as trying to... Um, uh, well, I'm Mark, and I'm here with Seth. How are you, Seth? I'm doing okay. God, we just got to jump right into this fucking we, dirty shit. Yeah, we do. Um, as far as, uh, you know, we've tried to do stuff that kind of had a hidden... You know, when you heard... Uh, funky cold Medina. You didn't necessarily think about the 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 inner workings of it. When it was you innuendo heard, involved? Yeah, or innuendo, or, or you didn't even really pay attention because you just listened to it for the for the song. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you never really stopped and thought, oh man, or maybe you did. But I mean, for the large part, this song is very on the face. I mean, the uh, you know we've done seventeen by Winger, which obviously that's on the surface. This yeah, one ups it. This. <laughs> By a, by a couple of decades, even, uh, and by one year, um, oh, really? the song sixteen. Oh, Christine yeah, yeah. sixteen. A couple of decades. I meant uh, when the song came out. Right, but right. yes, in regards to the age of the victim. Yes, and yes. when you're dealing with a band like Kiss, don't you just have a, a bevy of songs that you could uh, choose from? There are all kinds of things that are problematic about Kiss. I mean, for yeah. instance, the title of the record that we're speaking of that this song is speaking of is love gun which is of course uh was um you know written in homage to both hallmark and smith and wesson uh it's a it's a hard uh, it's just it's one of the most ridiculous sounding uh album titles ever ever love gun yeah the, it's almost the like album spinal tap would have done it yeah, <laughs> their album title is "My Cock." Is 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 dong? Is, yeah, is, <laughs> my fat show. Another four letter word. Instead of kiss, it should just be dong. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's uh, that's what we're dealing with. Um, we don't really have to tell you much about the band Kiss. I don't think. I think a, I, I would imagine that most of our audience, our audience probably knows who Kiss is and what they've done and where they've been and and where uh, and where all everything led to with them. Formed in New York City, nineteen seventy three. Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Freely, Peter Chris. Peter Chris, the the Panther. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, just known for their stage shows and known for just. This is one of those bands that is up there with ACDC and um, 
ZZ Top for sexual innuendo. Yeah. The most sexual innuendo in a group of songs. Can we take just a minute to talk about Kiss? I didn't. Uh, what did you think of Kiss when you were younger? I mean, you know, I, I always thought that it was. When you're younger, it's such a spectacle. You see mm-hmm. them with their giant boots yes. and spitting fire. The kabuki the makeup. The tongue, the yeah. kabuki-esque ma- makeup. Mm-hmm. The, you know, playing a bass while flying in the air. Um, and as far as a rock spectacle, I mean, they're decent musicians. And yep. they um, they can write catchy songs. They can. Then um, they even found a way to lure more people in by doing stuff like Beth. And uh, and showing the soft side, yeah. Um, and then I grew up and I started like paying attention to them and the stuff that they said outside of music, and like all, how grody they were. And I started mm-hmm. like uh, fe- having these feelings like empathy and <laughs> and treating women like with respect. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, it's not cool to like think of women just as like you know human blow up dolls, <laughs> right? And that's pretty much all kiss does or just as a commodity that gets thrown away when it's you know when it's been used right which is what kiss is yeah really. right absolutely um i uh, maybe a little bit of the flip side i did not like them as a kid at all because i looked at them as just a big show which they were as mm-hmm. i got older i you know came to the realization that you know a show is part of life and productions of big shows and entertainment are you know are there and I shouldn't you know really worry about you know whether it's bad or good or or, or whether the, the 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 driving force behind it is you know sadly most of the time money just you know it doesn't have anything to do with me I, I you know I don't have anything to do with it and I started to lighten up and I listened to the songs and thought God damn it a lot of these songs are really really catchy and I started to like Kiss a little bit more throughout all of this I had heard. I think a lot of people probably had heard this too. Gene Simmons on the regular went on the Howard Stern show and I heard him speak and I heard how he tried to capitalize and monetize everything and it made me like him a lot less. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of Gene Simmons. As far as Paul Stanley, you know, I, I can't really say. Um, right. And, and luckily this, this, this song falls into the uh into the gene simmons category i do have to say that there are songs that they've done that i really enjoy one of my i think my all-time personal favorite is have you ever heard do you love me uh i don't know if i have oh my god you like my limousine you like the way the wheels roll you like my seven inch leather heels (laughs) oh my god it's just it's ridiculously over the top um so uh leading from um from about kiss to this song yes the one thing that the one thing that made me kind of respect Kiss a little bit more when I started coming down off of the the uh, hatred of Kiss, um, you know, especially I was brought a little bit more attention to them with Weezer, mm-hmm. the song in the garage. Oh, yeah. Uh, where he talks about, I've got Ace Freely, I've got Peter Chris Man, waiting the people there for that me. we appreciate love Kiss. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, was uh, the Kiss My Ass um mm-hmm. cd the cd yeah where i heard mighty mighty boss tones do detroit record. rock city oh, and it was good and a band called the gin blossoms doing a cover of christine 16 mm-hmm. and being like what's this what are these lyrics why did they do this um so uh 
yeah, this song is just... <laughs> it will leave you speechless if you've never heard it before. Yeah. yeah. A couple of other interesting things about this was off the 1977 album Love Gun, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Peaked at number 25 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart mm-hmm. that year and did well in Canada where it peaked at number 22. So it actually did a little bit better in Canada. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're a little bit more forgiving. The song title was originally well, written by Paul Stanley. That's he right. came up with this title. That's correct. Yes, this is what I read as well. And uh, Gene Simmons beat him to the punch writing a song called it. I would I would be very curious to know what Paul Stanley's Christine 16 would sound like compared to, to Gene Simmons. I think it would sound a lot more fabulous. <laughs> That's um, probably true. But I, I, I read the same thing. I don't know if you dug as deep as I did on it. Um, he actually, what happened was, is that Paul wrote the title and said that he was going to work on a song based on that title. Right. And he was talking with Gene at one point and said, you know, oh, you know, all the songs that you do surround like monsters and big, you know, like God of Thunder and stuff like that. And he said, um, and he said, you know, you never really write, you know, love songs or songs about girls or songs about, you know, getting it on. And Gene immediately went home and took the title from Paul and wrote what he thought should go. And the result is what we're talking about almost four years later here. Um, According to interviews, Eddie and Alex Van Halen played on the demo for that is correct. Yes. And um, they actually asked Ace Frehley to copy um, Eddie Van Halen's solo solo, um, because it was so good because, of course, you know. It's fucking the riff used many years later in Funky Cold Medina, a song that we've gone over before. Um, bam, 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 bam. And uh, it's not it's not a horrible song. It's a little catchy. You know, as far as the music goes, it's really simple, extremely simple. But lots of songs are really a lot simple. of it reminds me. And I'm curious to know your feeling on this. Some of the, uh, uh, there are parts in this song that remind me heavily of the Beatles. Do you want to know why? And yes, yes, it's got. What the fuck is his name? Is Eddie Kramer? Yes, on guy piano. Who's, who's been on? Who has been on just about every single record it, it, that in, involved in rock music? He has collaborated with Jimi Hendrix, with the everybody. Beatles, David Bowie, the Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, Eric Clapton, and the Thrax. Kinks. John Lennon, Carlos Santana, Peter Frampton, Joe Cocker, Anthrax, John Mayall, Mott the Hoople. Carly Simon, Dion Warwick, Small Faces, White Snake. Name a fucking band. And he's this been guy a, has fucking. Did you hear me on say it. Anthrax? I he did. worked with Anthrax. I, I did. mean, for God's sakes, he has been on everything, and you're getting that little bit of pop sensibility coming through with Eddie Kramer in this song. Um, it's it's absolutely insane, um, and it makes it, it, it really in in a way that that piano that those little piano licks kind of make it you know palatable he engineered five led zeppelin albums Jesus. beginning with led zeppelin 2 no way dude i could that just, would put him like all the way up to end through the outdoor i yeah i mean that's fucking incredible yeah that is incredible that's fucking incredible yeah so this guy's sitting here going king 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 on the piano and uh yeah i mean i'm sure but it changes this the texture of the song completely oh absolutely it really does it it makes it you know from just like a another gene simmons hard rock song to like to there's a little bit of pop in there and uh and and like i said it makes it more palatable and uh there's nothing really wrong with the song it's not great it's not you know anything in my opinion that's out of this world good there's better musically uh, other uh, uh, kiss songs but um 
But that's not what we're here, we're here for. Mark. No, we're that's not. not what we're here for. Before we get started with these fucking things, I'll just mention one more thing. It was only played after 7 p.m. as an album cut um, in uh, a couple of uh, markets. Uh, some stations were reluctant to play it. Some of them played it late at light night because it was so, uh, you know, it was so what it is. It was <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was so Christine 16. It was very Christine 16. Kind of set 16. the standard for, you know, I mean, there's... There's jailbait songs throughout the 1970s, but I, I dare we might say that other than maybe Ted Nugent's jailbait, this might be the most overtly jailbait song of the 70s. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, Ted Nugent really, he kind of, that was kind of his genre going all the way to Wang Tang, Wang Dang, Sweet Poon Tang, all, yeah. the, you know, all the other he things. Didn't, he didn't layer things in a whole lot of... Uh, innuendo though no he would just be like i want your pussy like he would just like <laughs> yeah. come out and just be like gross he's playing the numbers so yeah, to speak. yeah um speaking of innuendo let's go ahead and get started absolutely she's got me dizzy she sees me through to the end she's got me in her hands and there's no use in pretending innuendo free I mean, in my opinion, no, in, in my not opinion, it's just it is, uh, you know, you can say, oh, she's got me in her hands. Is there a metaphor? No. When you know that Haim is saying she's got me in her hands, he is specifically speaking about his member being touched. That is that's what's going on. You know, you don't have to be a genius to figure this out. Um, but let's go back to the beginning. She's got me dizzy, Mark. Mm-hmm. She's got me dizzy. She sees me through to the end. Have you ever felt dizzy as the result of, I don't know, touching? With someone being, with me being in someone's hands? Yes, of legal age. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes, yeah. okay. So we can all relate to that from and the beginning. Three, and, I... and seeing me through to the end. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> <You've> been... Christ. <laughs> It wasn't just. It wasn't like you need need to be need to be needing to be like walked out of an acid trip. This was uh, this was you with a partner, with an intimate partner, or maybe even yourself. You know, being seen through to the end. I have to mention this, and I hate to get into other lyrics so early. No, no, no. That please on this album, <clears throat> there is more than one mention of them being in her hands. Okay, well, probably Love Gun, which is a song, not just the record. Plaster Casters, first verse. Grab a hold on me faster. Baby's getting anxious. The hour's getting late. The night is almost over. She can't wait. Oh, things are complicating. My love is in her hands. And there's no more waiting. She understands. The plaster's getting harder. And my love is perfection. A token of my love for her collection. Her collection. Plaster Caster. Grab a hold of me, me faster. faster. If you want to see my love, just, just ask, ask her. her about making a fucking plaster now, representation of his dick. You do know that these were these were an actual group of girls in England that went and hunted down rock stars to make casts of their genitalia. And my plaster love is cast. the plaster. Yeah, she's the collector and she wants me all the time to inject her. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, nothing on the surface. I mean, everything on the surface with the with Kiss. That's us making a small detour to another song. Okay. Uh, so yeah, and there's and there's no use in pretending. There's no use in pretending what? Nothing. There is. He's he's right about that. 
He is. I mean, that with with uh, with Gene, it, it, that is. You keep hearing me call him Chaim. That's because that's his actual name. Right. His real. I'm, for those of you that don't know, his real name is Chaim Horowitz or something like that. I can't remember. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a it's a you know Semitic. I think name. it's I, I think it's something shorter. Yeah, but his name is Gene. We're, we'll we'll just continue to call him Gene. But yeah, everything's right. You know, it's right there. It's right on. There's no uh, beating around the bush. No. I, I just don't see Gene as being a romantic. It's very weird to me that he says the, the thing about this line, there's no use in pretending followed by the chorus. That is simply Christine 16. Yeah. Makes me say there's no use in pretending she's any older <laughs> than she is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's just be honest. <laughs> like she is, uh, she is very underage at the time that this song was written. Gene Simmons would have been 27 years old okay so just keep that in mind while we're going through this song. yeah yeah that's because this reminds me of the, the kip winger uh oh they were i think he was 27 he was, to, he was in his mid to late 20s yeah yeah, yeah. you know, I, know I, I don't know if we, we should point this out that this that this uh i don't know which one came first either christine 16 or james dean by the eagles but they both have that chorus that sounds james dean James oh, Dean and yeah. Christine, yeah. sixteen. They both sound almost exactly the same. The other parts of the song, the verses, and you know the the other parts do sound a little different. But she uh. drives me crazy. I want to give her what I got, mm-hmm. and she's hot. Every day and night, there is no doubt about it. <laughs> she drives me crazy. Yeah, uh, not yeah, that kind of crazy. Not not, not no. fine young cannibals crazy. No, um, he like the kind of like where you bite your fist mm-hmm. because you're so just nuts about somebody because you're so crazy for sixteen <laughs> because you just oh. see this sixteen year old and you're just like oh boy oh bad oh uh, and he wants to give her what he's got which now, is that would be um, very uh, kind of him. He, yeah, tutoring you know it's uh, <laughs> she's having problems in algebra and uh, old Gene is. He's really good at math. I guess it's nice of him to say that she's hot every day and night. Yeah, it was, it's not just like a werewolf it's thing. Him thinking about her, you know, thinking that you know, it's not just during the day. Yeah, yeah. And there's definitely, there's definitely no credit. doubt about it. Giving her credit, yeah. Um, and then uh, we have all right. Um, all right. Okay. This is where. <laughs> this is where, the. When we do the creep factor at the end of this, this is this is the part that is going to shoot that number into the stratosphere. <laughs> yeah. Is this right here? This is so over the top creepy because the singing stops, music continues, and then you just Well, the hear... singing still still keeps going. That's right. You I'm still sorry. Hear the I'm, I'm sorry. You're right. But below it, we have a I'm sorry. spoken part. But there's a spoken word part. That Mark is now going to, <laughs> now going to. Go ahead. I just, I just want to say that if this is used in a court of law, I'm using this. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying these words simply because they are lyrics in a song. Mark, you are not being. I am not right culpable now, yeah. for any of these words. I don't usually say things like this to girls your age, but when I saw you coming out of school that day, that day I knew, I knew. I've got to have you. I've got to have you. When you hear him go, I knew. I the second I knew. I knew it's Yeah, I knew. You just if I there's hair knew. on the back of your neck, it's standing up. It is just 
the haunches, uh, if you have haunches, are now at full attention because you are just it is you're at full haunch. It, you're at full haunch because it's 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 like it's oh god. I can picture him pulling up outside the school in a white van, rolling down the windows, <laughs> rolling well, down the windows, and saying, to, "I don't usually say things like this." You to have Grover. to ask yourself, what is he doing at the school, watching people come out? Absolutely. Now, I mean, I guess you could. You could opine that he has a younger brother or younger sibling that he's picking up, uh, probably not working at the time. Not what's going on here, Mark. But I, I have a feeling, I have a hunch. More than that. And I, I try not to, you know, you're you're a very assured man. In this case. Um, but I am not, I always try to, to leave room for the benefit of the doubt. Not in this one. Um, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty positive that he's... Just uh, skulking around it's Gene Simmons Mark. around your your <laughs> local uh, high school yeah. uh, grade school and seeing uh, what lurches out and just being like no no oh. what walks out it's for him to lurch over yeah fair yeah. enough um and then we've got this old guitar solo it's probably. nothing you know magic when it comes to music yeah, no it's nothing so there's nothing magical about the song she's been around. But she's young and clean. And that, which is, and, and I know we've looked at a lot of problematic lyrics in this, but that is one that kind of hits me just the wrong way, that whole young and clean thing. Well, I mean, as if, yeah, I, to me, this is one of the most, I mean, aside from obviously the age stuff, the idea that because you've been around, there's a high likelihood that you're dirty. Yeah. And, yes. And, that's and, Yes. Yeah. And And again, this is one of those things where it's like, this was the age of if you're a guy and you're and you've been around, there is no question on whether or not you're clean. Yeah, you're just the sh- king. Shit you're a winner because you're fucking everybody. Yeah, if it's a woman, she needs to go through like fucking pots and pans on the washing in the dishwasher, or she's just used and up she's and she's disgusting. Just be thrown away. And yeah. yeah, it's the same idiots that are like if you have sex with one woman a hundred times, right. And it's you doing it. There's no problem with her vagina, but if it's a hundred guys having sex with one woman, then she's got to be loose. It's just like complete idiocy. But she's young and clean. Has done just about more damage to young, you know, young girls or, or young ladies' psyches than just about anything else. As if there's something, you know, to be cherished about the fact that you know you're completely untouched. You know, p- women are people too. Right. Women, they they exist. And this is treating them and like they're a car. It's like I exactly. know it's got I know it's got 150,000 miles, but clean title. Uh, or, or even more so, good. or even more so, you drive it off the lot, it immediately depreciates five thousand dollars. You know that type <laughs> right. of shit. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, all right. Um, I've got to have her. Can't live without her. Whoa, no. Whoa, no. Um, and I mean that's it for the lyrics. That's well. And, go ahead. Go well, ahead. Well, I mean we've got the chorus. Yeah, Christine sixteen. Christine sixteen. But. This is where, if you weren't, you know, uh, uh, if you're not properly, uh, uh, if you're not properly disgusted at this point by the by the by the uh, by the, the lyrics that you've just heard and the content of them, um, now you get to be properly irritated by the fact that they repeat this shit <laughs> for fucking how many? Let's count it out: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven, seven, and we get a little of the call and response. Christine, Christine, sixteen, sixteen, and it just goes. And and then he does tell her, 
you're so clean. Like, he has the right to tell her that she's clean. Yeah. Like, dirty-ass fucking Simmons. <laughs> Dude, you're the one up there, like, pouring blood into your mouth, and then, like, you know, like... You're so clean. It's like, yeah, well, I'm not a fucking scum fuck. No, yeah. Oh. And, yeah, I mean... <clears throat> it's... There's there's just so much. There's just so fucking much. There's so much wrong with Gene Simmons. Yeah. I, I mean, is, is this it? This is it. Is this it? Now, I just have to add. Kids, in more ways than one, don't be fucking Gene Simmons. Mm -mm. Don't. And I'm not just talking about these horrible, horrible ears. Don't. Don't be Gene Simmons and don't be fucking Gene Simmons. And don't be fucking Gene Simmons. Don't emulate Gene Simmons. If there's anything in involving Gene Simmons that I'd like to say is, kids, go out there and listen, to not to him sing. Don't pay attention to his lyrics. Listen to Gene Simmons in interviews and then do the exact opposite of whatever he's doing. Because Jim, Gene Simmons is one of the biggest fucking scumbags. And I, I mean... Mark, you know that I don't really like reveling and saying bad things about people, mm -hmm. but just he's horrible, man. Yeah, he is a horrible human being, believes that it's, you know, that infidelity is just part of life. There are people that are going to debate that with me that even I know I don't care. That's not a big deal. It doesn't end there. Uh, wants to he monetizes and capitalizes off of everything will go after anything uh, with a vengeance that he thinks infringes on anything, any of his intellectual property. And that's not problematic. The problematic part is, is that he seems to just take it personally. And there's an arrogance about everything that he does that that entails, you know, the uh, the 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 aggression towards anyone that tries to infringe on his money making that yeah. just goes down as just, you know, it's like there's no there's no. um I'll, I'll, I'll end it with this. I doubt you will ever see any philanthropic Gene Simmons organization. And if it does exist, it's probably bullshit. And it's probably gross. Yeah, and it's probably gross, exactly. Um, From Song Facts, you'll be surprised to know there are no comments at all in good, the Song Facts. Good, Thank you, Song um, Facts. Finally, something good comes I out. I did learn something very, very interesting. In 1976, Gene Simmons financed and produced the first Van Halen demo tape. Oh, yeah, I, did, I already knew that. that I, I did not I, know I, that. Yes, he, he saw them playing out on the Sunset Strip and was just absolutely... I'm not saying David Lee Roth is that much better of a person. I am saying that David Lee Roth is infinitely more entertaining to me than Gene Simmons is. The, um, the first song fact that's in here, um, and I don't know who wrote this, so I don't know like for whose perspective this is. It says, Rock music is filled with songs where guys get lusty for 16-year-old girls. Okay. There's Sweet Little 16 by Chuck Berry. You're 16 by Ringo Starr. Mm -hmm. uh, Only 16 by Sam Cooke. Christine 16 is the lustiest, but like all these songs, it's in character. Gene Simmons, who handles the vocal, was 27 when it was released. But we can assume he's singing from the perspective of someone younger, mm -hmm. although clearly older than Christine. No, we can't. We picture him as a 19-year-old kid who he's graduated high school, but still hangs around town he's scoping out the girls. Who in the fuck gives you license to just say i think it's fair to assume that he's doing a character and he's 19 instead of 27 based on what fucking logic you could make a case for cultural norms were different back then you know you could i mean because you know my great grandfather met my great grandmother when she was 15 married her at 16 and he was 25 you know you could make you know and but that was in 1910 
you know you can make you can make certain cases and they're not they're not good they're not good cases but to say that oh this dirty old man is singing from the perspective of a 19 year old and it's okay no matter what time period it is, is completely fucking wrong. And I'm willing to bet that none of those other songs are written from the perspective of a character. This is going to be a very strange thing to say, maybe, but if you want to learn about reading songs from uh, a character perspective, I mean, listen to something by Marilyn Manson, uh, where he does that in a couple of songs, um, uh, like Get Your Gun, um, or, um, you know, fucking Tom Waits. I mean, there oh, yeah. are loads okay, of people who better... ring, who, who, who ring true, uh, from the perspective of singing from a character perspective. This is not them, you know, and there, and there's no telltale sign where it's like, oh, I'm telling you that I'm from a place that uh, the real Mark Davis isn't from. There's, there's no reason to, to think that the wall, the wall right. is kind of, I mean, yes, you're listening to um you know Roger Waters for the most part give you this perspective of you know what his life was like but ultimately you know I think if you talk to it it is from the perspective of a character another album that he did that that not a lot of people know about that is along those same lines is uh, this song from 19 or this album from 1983 called The Pros and Cons of Hitchhiking a Roger Waters solo record that I love and it is from the perspective of a character who does bad things but you can totally, you know, from the from the very beginnings, you know that this is not Roger Waters saying these things with some sort of sentiment or or you know authentic or, or shooting for some sort of authenticity, you know, as far as in in regards to what he's writing. These are they are from a character perspective, just like you talked about. Yeah. Um, as far as the songmeanings.com, I don't think that we really need to get too too into it here. I will say the first comment. That I saw says T he he and is downvoted with yeah. negative one. Good. Um, I, I mean, the other stuff is not a whole lot better. It's a bunch of people trying to. Yes, this was Gene's rebuttal to Paul's claiming anybody can write a Gene Simmons songs and proceeded to write God of Thunder. Um, so a couple of Which other. Ain't a bad song, really. No, I mean, it's a pretty good song. Well, you better know, than this. Gene Simmons can't imagine someone not writing a song about fucking something. Right. Uh, I can tell you that it just seems like that there is an overarching. Uh, evil <laughs> involved in everything that Gene Simmons fucking touches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, that is absolutely the truth. Uh, Creep Factor, give it to me. It's gonna be. It's it's right up there. Nine point nine. There's wow. there's just. I mean, well, only because I came in. I I knew this from the beginning. I don't like fucking Gene Simmons. I think that everything, you know, that he touches. N- not everything is bad. There's Kiss songs that I like. There's Kiss songs that I think are neat. Lots of them and songs that of his that I that I like. I just think that this is like probably the the ultimate example of what is bad about him in the music that he does, and uh, and that's yeah. what's driving it through the roof for me. That really, really. I'll is. give it a nine six. Yeah, it's up there. It's right up there with like Wang Chung. I don't know that much about him, you know. Which I, that's always going to be the only thing that 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 it, it puts it right on par is that when there's so much violence in Wang Chung. Yeah. You know, that's what really kind of sets Wang, you know, yeah, uh, it, was, it was shocking dance all days. That's what really, sh- you know, shoots it over the top is that there's there's violence involved in that. And you didn't know it, you know, and, and there's like an under which might be more damaging. But I just don't like Gene Simmons. So, 
Yeah, there you go. And with good reason. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that does it for that. Uh, next up. What, what are we are doing? We... Mark, can I just talk to you? Can we do something nice for a minute? Sure. What nice happened to you recently? Give me, give me a bright yeah, spot. Yeah, after this, we need to shake this off. Yeah, um, yeah. What happened to me nice? Um, good things. Something that made you feel well, warm and I mean, fuzzy. Uh, you know what? Um, playing up. Uh, uh, live karaoke at Nice Guys on Sunday night for That's Halloween. That's got to feel good. Was very, very fun. We ended up playing for an extra half hour. We didn't take a break. Mm-hmm. We had people just nonstop getting up on stage with us and singing. I'm sad I wasn't there. It was a blast. Yeah. Um, we are looking forward to doing it again. We did it the next night at Backstreet's. We didn't have the uh, the crowd that we did for Nice Guys, but we had a very good time. We had a couple of people that came out and did some songs with us, and it was a lot of fun. You want to know what the bright spot is for me? Tell me. <clears throat> is that, I don't know if you've seen the same thing. It seems to me that, and I'm not just saying this because recently you and I went to go see Primus together in a packed place with lots of people wearing masks, but it seems to me since that time, live music is back and in a big way. And might I say that tomorrow night, which is going to be November 5th, you're playing Exploding Pages and I get to hear, I'm hoping, what I think is the single greatest fucking... uh, title song to any lyric you know any 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 lyrics to go podcast to any podcast out there and i'm not even joking about this i listen to a shitload of podcasts and i absolutely love steady and sure i appreciate the that. uh the song that we use at that that begins i wish we song. were playing it oh bastard <laughs> well i mean i still get to hear it you can but still we'll hear it on Bandcamp. and yeah. there's there's other little things you know i mean uh you know we're planning uh, some things in the future just family wise you know some trips and stuff like that i got some work coming up that i'm kind of excited about Good. abba is releasing their first album in 40 years i can't years. fucking believe it i can't if you guys first album in 40 years if you want to hear what dust sounds like it's going to be knocked off of these vocal cords here. And oh, just, yeah, I wonder if they, you can't help but wonder what it was like in the room when they first got together and started singing together. Absolutely. It had I, to have I been so fucking years magical. not liking that ABBA, and now I absolutely fucking love ABBA. I All right. I can't wait. Seth, uh, for the next one, uh, we have a very special guest coming in. Special, it doesn't say, it doesn't say enough. <laughs> it's one of your favorite people to podcast it's, with, I think. He is... We did a an episode of the No Nonsense that was a banked episode while uh, Kyle was giving birth to baby August, and and you guys were kind of taking a little break, and it was a banked episode, and it was uh, you, me, Lee, and Jamie Carmichael. Yes, and I kind of realized that he is my. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess you could say we're podcast triplets in a regard. I mean, he's like, no, no, I don't even want to say podcast. He is might be. My spiritual comedy twin, I hope. Yeah. I hope. That's I, a good way to put it. Jesus Christ, man. It seemed like we were just uh, beautifully on in that episode. It was so much fun. Uh, I had a blast. And we're going to have him back in. Yes. Or we're going to have him in here at the Dick at Dick Castle. Yes. To do a special song. Jessica Simpson's I, I Want to Love, Love You Forever. Forever. Which completely and totally, we people bring up songs to us all the time. This 100% flew under our radar and is one of the most spectacularly stupid, treacly songs that you have ever heard in your life. It is downright wonderful. Yeah, it's a giant turd. It is amazing. It is a shiny, glowing turd in the punch bowl of podcast lyricdom. Oh my God, it it is wonderful. So you have that to look forward to. Go ahead and listen to... Uh, the hit song, I Want to Love You Forever, Jessica Simpson's first hit. 
Um, and uh, don't just listen to it once, probably. Give it a couple, at, at least. Okay. Yeah. If you want to listen to it more than once, go ahead. Watch the music video, which is oh. has completely incongruous to the to the song it is so bad and uh it is laughably bad it's fantastic it is terrible yeah seth thank you so much thanks again and we will be back next week Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics2gopod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>